Sans Pants Radio, Australia's least coherent podcast network. Listening to Total Reboot, the only podcast on the internet that talks about movies. That's right, the only podcast on the web, be it dark, be it light, <laughs> be it sort of dappled, that dares to discuss cinema at all. I'm Cameron James, and of course, Alexi's here. Hey, Lex, how are you? Cameron is, I'm good. Thank you for asking about me and my situation and everything. Appreciate that, that you check in on me from time to time. You're welcome. But I am thrilled to be here right now because we are sitting in the midst of a true genius. Yeah. We are sitting in the midst of a dear friend of ours, one of our closest friends, who is one of the, the premier experts on Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So it is only apt that we have him. I will reveal his gender. Yep. <laughs> in the build up to this yep. beautiful I'm wearing moment a blue of podcasting. Shirt underneath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You can see. This was a gender reveal, by yeah. the way, for those of you at home. It's a boy. <laughs> Finally, a gender reveal. And uh, what a boy. <laughs> Woo! What's going on down there in the Schwanz department? <laughs> and we are, of course, joined by not just the host of Hey Fam, but a Nicolas Cage scholar who yeah. has lectured at. A freaking museum of art about our dearest hero, Miss Nicholas Cage. It's Angus Truscott. Welcome, Angus. It's always good to be back in uh, Blu-ray studios. I like my studios high definition. Yes, 1080p minimum, minimum no 720p shit. Yeah, ultra 4K. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Well, it feels we got good you to be back. for a reason. Obviously, mm. you're a scholar on Nicholas Cage. We're in the mm. middle of our hundred episode spectacular. Locked in the cage, all about Nicolas Cage. Yes, Mama. We're going to begin by asking you some general feelings about the man. Mm. Uh, First of all, where did your interest in this fellow start? I've always been very interested with people who um, (laughs) people who excel in their field incredibly young. Oh yeah, and it was. I think he's like the second youngest actor to win ever. Ever second, second youngest actor, to win. just beyond Benjamin Button. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's getting younger day by day. Haley Joel Osment, <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Cage. Yes. Oh, for Oscars, he's the second youngest actor to win Best Actor. Yeah, and I was Whoa. just like, youngest Roberto Benini. That's for, not true. Uh, made that up. Pinocchio yeah, for Pinocchio because <laughs> uh, he's a wooden boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's great in Pinocchio. <laughs> so <laughs> is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, and I was just like. Because I remember him being prestigious when mm. I was younger, but then when I was a teenager, he'd become yes. kind of a joke. And I was really yeah. curious in like, what was the tipping point? And then I was kind of like, well, what do you do when you like go to the moon and you come back and you, it's too late to go to, it's too early to go to Mars. Like you just kind of go, well, when, you know, wow. what did, I kind of seems as Neil Armstrong is acting. Yeah. He kind of did what the fuck he wanted afterwards. I like that. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like, he was the last well, explorer. He's the buzz. He's well, he the climbed buzz Everest. Back. Yeah. And he's kind of like, yeah. what do you do next? Yeah. Like there's no other Everest. I've won the Oscar wow. for best actor at 26 or seven, I think, yeah. mm. which is insanely young. Cause he does look like that- it. 
can't be true. Yeah. He has to be older than that. No, it's like 27 or... Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure for leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. And then he kind of just did whatever he wanted afterwards. And like... Wow. John Woo film, action movies, and like... Yeah. Just, he just did anything and he became known for that. Oof. But he was quite prestigious yeah. for a few years there. Like he was this hot in demand, good looking leading man. And part of a dynasty. Of part of a dynasty. One of the really? Famously turned his back on the dynasty and didn't yeah. like... Um, favoritism so named himself after luke cage his favorite marvel character <laughs> yeah like just i was just fascinated by this guy who it seemed like he was doing everything in his path to not be remembered as the greatest actor mm. of the 1996 oscars or something mm. and i was i just became fascinated and then i took it on myself to watch um every nicholas cage movie with uh, a studious eye and try to mm. figure the point we tried to figure out what happened yeah and then was it was he actually really good now and we're just not advanced enough to understand his acting mm. prowess? And is he actually the truest actor in that he's like acting more than anybody well, is acting? there's an interesting quote that I brought up last week uh, that Ethan Hawke has said that um, Nicolas Cage is the only actor to bring something new to the art of acting in the last hundred years or something like that. Mm. I think it's true. Yes. I think he's just think in a class acts. of his own. This he developed an acting technique too, which I became very <laughs> curious about. And like, I didn't practice it myself. It <laughs> famously a non-actor. It? It's called Nouveau Shamanism. Yeah. Mm. And he yeah. got obsessed with yeah. it. <laughs> Have you guys spoken about it on the pod? No, no but I've heard about detail. it. Well, I think this movie, he was very much practice. This might be like, People will watch Taxi Driver for like method mm. acting. They will watch Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans for nouveau Oof, shamanism. Nouveau shamanic that was what my acting. lecture was on. And what he would do, he, uh, you know, he spends a lot of time in New Orleans. I've actually visited his um, yeah. future gravesite. And oh, is he, it a pyramid or something? It's a pyramid. Yeah. Yes. And he said he was reborn in New Orleans. He's this, his second life has started ever since visiting there. Wow. wow. So he's he also, I believe, he doesn't own it anymore, but he once owned the most haunted house in America. Yeah. Which was like. I the... think any house with Nick in it now is kind of technically <laughs> a bit spooky. Like... He brings an aura into it. So yeah, that the aura Ghostbusters is... will show up. <laughs> the couple of uh, Boys or girls, they're both going to show up. Both of the Busters. They'll both answer the call. Yeah. <laughs> they're all there. But it was like the most haunted house in America, and then like the bank foreclosed on it like several months yeah, after. Yeah, he's had a few money ended. problems. Yeah. I mean, and maybe, and that's another reason why I think some of the. Uh, yes. The cho- it, it's kind of like this interesting. Interesting, like you could see it in a PowerPoint presentation, mm. like money problem, prestige, acting. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's a cycle. But do no, you see him as an actor that has like stages as far as like his personas go? Because I think what we've been doing this podcast yeah. and finding is like there's movie star cage, which is like gone in 60 seconds, Con Air, and the, Con Air, like the action movies. Yeah. And then there's like romantic lead ones, which is more like um, mm. not City, City of Angels. I would say that's like a Captain Corelli's Mandalorian. Captain I think Corelli's. that's him trying to be romantic lead. I think so. I think maybe you're right. But then I'm thinking more stuff like, um, what's that one called? Uh, it Could Happen to You, about the yeah. lottery winning yeah. thing. With the weatherman. Weatherman. The family man. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's Prestige, Nicolas Cage. And then there's like Gonzo, the last explorer, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, which, which is, is something like this. Plus there's Comedy Cage in there too. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, Raising Gonzo, Arizona, Crazy just... Cage is almost... I guess we're tipping into it now. Mm. We're kind of, this one is the first one to take us down that path. Um, we've, re- we've actually watched him kind of, we've 
turned this into a bit of a descent into the cage. Really. Yeah, like, you've picked, uh, you know, the arc is very obvious. The narrative is such a, it, the projectile of mm. uh, cages, <laughs> <laughs> insanity or sanity. Uh, maybe he's the sanest one. Yeah. Maybe we're locked in here with him. I know? found I read uh, one of those like GQ. It was like a long read. I too subscribe to him. GQ. I think I love GQ. Gentleman the, Quarterly. A lot of yeah. wonderful stuff there. I about love to what just you get can do with four mags hair. a year. Four I get mags all yeah. four covers what as well. What do you well. get? You get GQ, you get Men's yep. Health. Yeah, GQ Men's Health and PC Magazine. Yeah, and I, I'll get like um, GQ Mojo, the British music. Well, you're the rocker. Mojo. You've got a guitar. Exactly. Yes, and you know what? I think the Who are on the cover this month. That's exciting. Yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, either the Who. What's or weird Hendrix. is yeah, people. Very cool. <laughs> What's weird is people say rock is dead, but you've just tell me otherwise. No, rock, rock Mojo is here stay, Who dude. on the front cover? Yeah. Rock will live on forever. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah I Take love that. GQ. I love it. And like a lot of people read it for the articles. I would look at it for the pictures of Clive Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah there are, yeah. he's in every GQ. You Actually, can find yeah, it's, I was reading in the latest GQ. They were saying that Idris Elba might be in the new Bond. That would That's be crazy. Cool, yeah. Could you imagine? Finally, first of all, <laughs> second of all, um, Double O Heaven. I think that's <laughs> what I would say. <laughs> but he was uh, in one of those interviews. He was talking about who his icons are, who mm. his heroes are, and he was he obviously said Elvis because he loves. Well, Elvis. he's in GQ. Yeah. It's a prerequisite. Yeah. For and him. Bruce Lee. And mm. then, like, Luke Cage, the Marvel thing. And when you hear those three, you're like, oh, yeah, that's who you are. He is actually like, all of them. You're yeah. all of those people. You're yeah. like this kind of Like, he married Elvis's daughter. Yeah. And I think he did that just so he could, in it's a the weird way. the closest you can get to being Elvis, well, is, is Elvis's daughter. As a fervent Trust believer in me. ghosts, he was for a while <laughs> Elvis's grand, uh, you know, son-in-law. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's all. He's like, done, tick. Uh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Superman <laughs> one. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Now all he has to do is, like hit himself in the head with a nunchuck to become Bruce Lee, yeah. connected to Bruce Lee. <laughs> All he has to do is die and be terribly replaced by somebody else midway through yeah. a film, which oh, could yeah. be the ultimate ascension. God. That's Actually, true. that's true. Cage's that's how Trinity. he could ascend. Yeah. yeah. Ascend all Maybe the way he's up been doing pyramid. it and we don't know. Yeah. Andy Kaufman-esque. Maybe there's a Slowly fake poisoning himself with each film. Yeah. Just <laughs> rotting. <slow. laughs> he's got Manchausen's by proxy with himself. He's just he hates doing it, but he has to do it. It's also been not only have we been descending into the cage in over the mm. arc of this, but we've mm. also been watching the like complete recession of the man's hairline. And I think that yes. this yeah. this it's one a, it's, it's is the sitting. one where you first really yeah. go, holy shit, what's the wig, happening there? Yeah. The wig is just sitting above the top of the ear and it's like oh. he looks is like a, a wig? I think he's been bald for a very long time. If you because you watch Ghost Rider before this with Ava Mendez, which I like to think of as a prequel. Yeah, it's, it's a, a bad duology. <laughs> yeah, a duology the two. Yeah, because you go back and like you look at him, like the guy's never had like a stunning he's hairline. Incons- he's consistent <laughs> with his inconsistency with exactly. hair. You know, like it's always <laughs> flipping and flopping, but there's not enough to build a texture of any kind in his. Dude. I think he lost it after raising Arizona. <laughs> Absolutely, like he's balding. Even raising Arizona, it's like that's not real. Like that's a real hair. Yes, it's on but, the way out. But the way that's like flipped around, there's no like it's individual strands. Yeah, no volume. Like, there's flatness to it in a it's, way. It's where on it's the like, way out. It's gone. Yes, it's gone. it's like he's yeah. got a fringe and fuck all after it. Like yeah. that's all. And he's you all could fringe. Just play around with. Yeah. do stuff with it but there's no texture to it it's like floppy as uh, hair you can't do anything with it and in this movie <laughs> you're watching it and like I'm like this guy has like a hair transplant or something yeah. like fresh hair transplant yeah, yeah like, I can't it, and quite decipher what's going on <laughs> and let me on tell you they, their fucking hair's fighting back in this one yeah man yeah. it's not it's taking fighting on the, the body's rejecting the transplant <laughs> people say that um, <laughs> New Orleans is the fifth girl in uh, 
bad lieutenant, but I think oh, it's yeah. Nick's hairs the future. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, there's definitely. something, go- and it adds to it in a weird way. Like, mm. oh, absolutely. It you're looking at it, you're like, this is this whole thing feels off kilter, and it yeah. all starts with that. There's unease from first frame. Yeah, like, you're rotting from the fucking forehead up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's the host <laughs> for this the bad lieutenant on top of his head. We got to dive into this movie, yeah. much like a bad <laughs> lieutenant would dive into <laughs> a half filled misjudge of the, yeah. the dive and. <laughs> Send him spiraling on a oh god <laughs> drug fueled <laughs> self treatment plan. Angus, have you ever seen the original Bad Lieutenant? No, uh, much like Werner Herzog, mm-hmm. I refuse to mm. see it. Um, however, I do acknowledge its existence. It does exist. We I can't think if deny. Anyone would like it? Maybe you would. Yeah. Well, I yeah, saw you guys say like it's the, the grubbiest kind of, movie of yeah, all time. Yeah, you like the dark and twisted shit. I think yeah. you'd like hey. it. Hey. I, I, you forgot to say I'm wearing Joker makeup too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you look like a gorgeous Arthur P. Fleck yourself right yeah, now. Yeah, thanks. But we were, um, I was like, I've been saying like on that podcast, like I went to great lengths to go like, I actually don't recommend this movie. I don't think you should watch it. Yeah. And honestly, more feedback ever than people have been watching the movie. After yeah. I said, don't watch it. I mean, I think it's people just wanting to tell us that they have. And mm. fair enough, when you see it, you have to talk about it to yes, someone. Yes, you can't. You can't just sit with I'll it. I'll watch it tonight. I think you should yeah, watch it. Yeah, I mean, it. it came up, you know, you type in Bad Lieutenant. It's, it's yeah. like, they're on stand. It's there. But it, it, it is a real, like, provocative film. It's a grubster film. And it is, it's kind of got this cult place in popular culture because it has, like, this huge iconic performance by Harvey Keitel. And I think that <laughs> it has always struck me as so strange that there would ever be a continuation of it or a sequel mm. or a remake if, of anything, let alone it to be by another prestige yeah. actor and a prestige director. Uh, or not prestige act, not prestige director, but I would say Werner Herzog and Abel Ferreira, they're both provocateurs. They're cut from the same cloth, but different ends. Different ends, yeah. beautifully put. Yeah, one's the sleeve and one's the collar. Yeah. I won't say who's who, I'll let the <laughs> yeah. uh, be- them decide. Let them fight it's it It's a out. nice jacket, though. <laughs> yeah, but beautiful jacket. Beautiful I was trying... <laughs> Yeah, just made of fucking like pure illegal leather, made of human Feel flesh. Bringing yeah. heroin on the inside, human flesh on the outside. <laughs> I looked at. I was trying to like get to the bottom, like how this exists as like with the moniker of Bad Lieutenant. Thing? I think it was like the, the script is... existed without the prefix, and then eventually, what I understand, they attached the prefix Bad Lieutenant mm. just to get funding, or they had the rights. Of the Bad Lieutenant's film in rotation, so they're like, well, we can make it yeah, as a Bad Lieutenant movie. So many different versions of it that I found. Like that's yeah. one of them, and another one that I've, I, that I maybe think is the closest to verified true by Werner Herzog is that he got. I think the the scriptwriter's name is like something. He was a TV William screenwriter. He's a TV Friedenberg. Scre- yeah, um, hang on, let me just say it. Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> William M. Finkelstein was the scriptwriter. I mean, ballpark. <laughs> uh, and he uh, he was a TV Finkel. writer, like you said. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that he was commissioned by Werner Herzog to write this. And he called the movie Bad Lieutenants. And then they're like, "Oh, great, Bad Lieutenants. We've got we've got Bad Lieutenant. We can have that." And Werner Herzog like pushed back. He's like, "I don't want to be called Bad Lieutenant." It was going to be made in New York. I remember. Yeah. And, and that was like one of the things that they distinctly changed. Was like, okay, now it's going to be New Orleans. And they, like, Werner, like, fought back. And then he was like, 
it eventually became like if I need wanted this title to be changed, I would have to fight every day. And I thought that my right. that's not the best use of my time is to fight on this freaking movie mm. on the title. So he just settled and was like, okay, it's going to be called He's the not a title guy. Well, you know what I mean? It's... Yeah, exactly. Cave like... Forgotten Dream sounds really fucking dumb. But then when yeah. we watch the movie, you're like. It's wow. a great film. Those I, are forgotten uh, dreams painted I on the I have seen that um, Werner has said I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I don't know whether the filmmaker has or not, but I find it impossible to believe that the screenwriter hadn't seen it. Mm. And then to call it Bad Lieutenant... Yeah, call him a hack. Just is say like, what we're all yeah, thinking. Yeah, you, you are just sort of rewriting an existing film. Yes. How bit. similar is it as someone who hasn't seen it's the original? It's similar enough. Yes, sure. to it's, notice some things yeah. thematically at least. I mean, the, the Bad Lieutenant, the movie, the original, is mm. about exactly what this movie is about. Sure. A guy who's a bad cop who does a lot of drugs and who kind of... I don't know, has power trips and mm. kind of enjoys playing the baddie, but mm. also does some good things every now and then. It's the exact same premise. Yeah, it sounds exactly except like Except this one maybe gives our bad lieutenant a bit more of a backstory and maybe even some more... I don't know, like we like him more, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's weird. <laughs> he's yeah. like... I found like, and without having seen the other one, like he is... Not only, like, he's weird, more weird than he's bad in this, I think. Like, he's a weird guy. Yeah. Like, you imagine everyone in the office lieutenant. going like... Yeah, they could call it Weird Lieutenant. Yeah. Then you'd have to call it Porter Call New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. just it's Weird just Lieutenant. Like, weird Lieutenant exists only in New Orleans. There's yeah. bad lieutenants all over the world. Yeah. yeah. The only other, like, Weird Lieutenant, maybe Ace Ventura. You come to New Orleans, you've got Mardi Gras and Weird <laughs> Lieutenants. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what you come there he for. He's definitely more Weird Lieutenant, because there were certain points where I was like, he's actually being a good lieutenant here. Mm. Yeah. Like, when he calls out Val Kilmer a couple of times, like, he's, he's being very... a good lieutenant. Lieutenant. Yeah, see, Val Kilmer is the cop you think of when you say ACAP. He's bad lieutenant. He's yeah. bad? Maybe that was the point. Maybe. <laughs> Val Kilmer's a bad lieutenant. He's the titular character. Nick yeah. Cage is weird He's lieutenant. the port of call. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the New Orleans is, well, the, the beautiful city of New oh, Orleans. Oh, the beautiful mistress herself. Yeah. All right, shall we dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. Now that we've broken down who the characters are. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Please, get me out of here. You want me to get wet on account of you? Hey, man, I got on Swiss cotton underpants. I'm going to drown, sir. Come on, we'll get the time of death from autopsy. Please. Come on, man. It ain't worth it. You are crazy. Come on. You okay? Well, the good news, Terrence, is I'll okay you to return to full duty. The bad news is that you'll be experiencing moderate to severe back pain. Recognition of his leadership and tenacity, Lieutenant Terrence McDonough. This is who we're looking for. His name is Donald Godshaw. You up to this? Why wouldn't I be? Still have problems with your back. You take medication for it? Only what the doctor prescribes. The Bad Lieutenant, colon, Port of Call, dash, New Orleans. 2009, directed by Werner Herzog. The only criminal he can't catch... Mm. Is himself. Chills. Terence McDonough is a New Orleans police sergeant. Well, he's a lieutenant. I don't know why I call him a sergeant there. Who receives a medal and a promotion to lieutenant for heroism during Hurricane Katrina due to his heroic act. McDonough injures his back and becomes addicted to prescription pain medication. He then finds himself involved with a drug dealer who is suspected of murdering a family of African migrants. That's bad lieutenant. Port of call, New Orleans. I would have just said heroism. Mm. Hedonism. 
Yeah, enjoy. Yes. Good. That's that's the tagline if we're if we're doing the Criterion cover for it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's great. Thanks. No, thanks, man. That means a lot. Hey, yeah. I don't give that shit out all the time. Hell, I know. Yeah. I've been waiting for a compliment for an hour from you. Yeah, dude. Showed you my shirt. Yeah, the shirt's fine. That hog's fine. Was hinting at my jacket when I made the jacket analogy, but you didn't even say anything. Everything has been fine, but that was sensational, what you just did. You know, it was worth missing the other stuff, I guess. (laughs) You've just gone from a weird lieutenant to a weird sergeant. Congratulations, due to your heroic act. (laughs) Yeah, you've been demoted. You got demoted, dude. I'm handing him my gun. Weird captain. I think the ma- the key difference between sounds <laughs> so good. It sounds like one of those poorly translated films has been translated back. <laughs> weird captain. Is it it's a picture like, of uh, Tom Hanks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Flight. The yeah. Denzel movie. Weird captain. It's Sully. <laughs> weird captains flying. Put drunk a call again. Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would say the key difference between these two characters of Bad Lieutenant and Weed Lieutenant <laughs> is that we Bad Lieutenant totally irredeemable. He's Very like bad. A, he's yeah. extremely bad, borderline evil. I Ugly would say. Crier too. <laughs> I hate the cry. I'm not gonna be okay. Doesn't cry once in this. Famous. Oh, no, no, no yeah. cries. No tears. No cry zone. 100%. No cry zone. Mm. Ernie. Ernie Krypton Zone. He yep. loves his Krypton, this lieutenant. Yep. <laughs> but he, uh, the main difference is like totally irredeemable. In this movie, I was trying to struggle with like going like, what is the difference on the message here? What are they mm. trying to say? And I think that this bad lieutenant, that what they're trying to say is in the original one, like all cops are scum. They're the worst. Yeah. And I think this one is trying to say like, yes, all cops are scum too. And these are the ones that are trying to, that I, like I found, I don't know, I'm trying to vocalize it, but this movie does more in that save the cat thing. Yeah. In interesting ways where it shows him uh, in that classic ways of how you like a character is that like, he is still kind of good at his job in that he gets results. So I feel like this is even more going like, even the good cops are fucking awful. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. And maybe, yeah, like, you, you've, I think it's interesting you meet his dad, who everyone seems to respect, but is mm. like a retired policeman. Yeah. And yeah. Is there a cycle there he's trying to end or yeah. something about, like, following the family biz of being a bastard? And Yeah. Right. I would say that if the message of Bad Lieutenant is that all cops are bastards, yeah. the message of this movie is that all substances are. Bastards. Mm. The villain of this movie is literally like cocaine, cocaine, (laughs) heroin, heroin, and alcohol. Mm. Yeah, the cause of everyone. Every everybody. You're right. Every character is like affected by it. From like Ava Mendes. Yeah, the side exhibits like cold side. Yeah, everything is about that. Jennifer Coolidge is like an alcoholic, and so everyone's still would smash come back to that. Still Stifler's mom. Oh yeah, still Stifler's mom through and through. (laughs) Hundred hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, yeah, but like dark timeline Stifler's. Yeah, Yeah. just like American. This is what happens when Finch does. And call her back. Yes. This is what, yeah. This we what should, oh, now that we've already spoiled some of the cast in this, we have to say it's got to be the most like batshit cast that I've mm. seen in a long time. Yeah. Everyone in there is like, like just 
There's no no names essentially. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? So the movie starts with um. And it's such a low budget movie. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's insane. It looks like yeah. shit too. It starts. It's like this kind of flooded jail cell, and there's a snake swimming around in the water. I mean, it looks like the like, start of a weren't a documentary. Yeah. This you could think it was like a weird. nature doc. Yeah. And then Nick Cage walks in, and I'm like, is that fucking Val Kilmer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer is like the sidekick in this movie. He looks, and I got to say, Val's looking real healthy in it. He looks stunning. Yeah. He, he looks, looks really very good. healthy. He's like yeah. Miss G- Valerie looked beautiful that day. G- yeah. Yeah, material you can yeah, definitely gentlemen's I wouldn't be surprised shit. if there's a 2009 yeah one of four issues of an interview with Val oh he got the cover yeah. that year definitely <laughs> one of three collectible covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 maybe I mean he looks tip top yeah he looks great He's then, coming hot off ba- Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, uh, the resurgence. Oh, yeah. So we've got a bit yeah. of a resurgence around yeah. Valerie right now, and I think that he is incredible in this movie. He's like yes. very similar to Cage in that, like, mm. is known for, you know, temperament and mm-hmm. strange choices acting. Yes. I think that Pete he's young, but has now come back in kind of a. Totally. Yeah, in this weird way. And I think Nick is like, a, obviously, I think more a successful version because yes. Val has health issues and. But he's all, he's now tapped into that same like his brand is weird now. Mm. When like twenty years ago it was sexy. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's completely there's that great New York Times <laughs> piece this year about Val and reading it, I was yeah, like, I Oh, this is that. so cage esque. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, he's insane now. Did you know I, I read the uh, oral history of MacGruber recently mm. and Will on uh, Will Forte was saying that um he became friends with Val Kilmer on that shoot. And Val was like, hey, I'm going to be in New York uh, for a little while. Do you mind if I stay at your apartment? And Will was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, Val Kilmer stayed in my apartment for a month. That's wow. so And he weird. just slept in the guest bedroom. And he's like, I'd go out and shoot something. I'd come home. Val would be just watching 30 Rock. He'd just be like watching 30 Rock and like laughing his wow. ass off. I love that. So that's what your work used to be like, huh? It used to be just <laughs> hey, like that. Hey, that's you on there. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. What a badass. It's so good. Was Very humanizing. Or was he just like, he's well, in the no, but he oh. came back to New York. Was he, was he just, just like, oh, I, I just want to do some shopping over a month? He's just or something. in town for a month. You know, month. he sells paintings on his website of him as Batman. Like he mm. paints them. Oh my god, just incredible god. stuff. I wonder what Doctor Chase Meridian would say about that. <laughs> yeah, she'd have a few. Yeah, I'd say, say it'd be a double session in the <laughs> therapist's chair. Oh my god. But yeah. I th- and it's also like another thing about Val is like the difference between Valerie him and Cage. Girl. There you go. That's, that could be nice. Yeah, exactly, Valerie Girl. That'd be nice. <laughs> I think that I think the difference between them is. Like Cage is like a extremely collaborative uh, actor, whereas like he's all about like he he's like building the character as a thing. Like he builds a character yeah. in whatever direction that he wants. But I think that he cares about like the film and like the on set and everything like that. Under the whereas, right like, tutelage, there's... he can be used as like the most powerful weapon, or he can mm. fizzle out under the you know. I think some directors crumble under his yes, weight and absolutely. under his like. It's like the atom. It's like splitting the atom. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like. Is it evil or is it good? I don't. I mean, I'm not the one to say. Yeah, uh, but and I think I that think he, he and Verna coming together with Val it makes and sense. everyone, it makes so much sense. But while they seem on the surface quite similar, they're so different. And like mm. Werner's like straight edge. He's like he said like he cut out a lot of drug scenes from the script because he has zero interest in drug culture and he yeah. has mm. really didn't want to hone in on. Which is makes me think the because there's quite a few drug scenes there's heaps yeah he was just like mm. i've never done drugs <laughs> in almost every scene he said like he didn't like shooting them because he's never done drugs and doesn't know how they affect people mm. so he didn't know if he was getting realistic but for a documentarian he has no fucking interest in uh... definitely not gonzo werner does not go gonzo and the whole cast is like this like it's built up of like either 
like beloved forgotten stars mm. or like strange talent on the rise. Brad Dourif in it? Brad, Brad Dourif is in that. In He's in right in the pocket of this. Feruza oh, Bolk is in this Feruza movie. Bolk. And let me tell you, when Feruza Bolk came on screen, like when mm. you first see her in a cop outfit with her fucking yeah. shades, shades on, I'm like, is that like, you can't even really see her face. I'm like, yes. is that Feruza Bolk? Instantly. Yeah. And then she lifts her shades up and I'm like, man... She's still got some fucking charisma. Yeah, that like, vampiric smile. Like, Fuck me. She's, uh, she has excels got some in her dark gothic craft. Charisma. If you catch yeah. my drift, she's she is. Does. She's one of my favorite movie stars because she's so. There's like you said, Cam. There's no one quite like her. Mm. That ta- that charisma that she brings to it in that kind of like dark, twisted, gothic way. I think she perfectly fits into this bizarre oh, movie 100%. with like and this her two strange scenes casting. are hilarious like yeah. him nodding off and her being like this like beautiful sexy yeah, thing and him just like him. just passing out in a mm. like stupor of heroin i think my favorite performance besides nick um, Shay Wiggum. Oh man, is just I'm a Shay one guy. Of, one of the most amazing guy. it's interesting cuz a lot of characters in this i've just realized have two scenes in it. Mm. Mm. Fruka Bolk does. He also has two scenes and it's yeah. like He's just both scenes steals it from Cage, and he only says like one word basically. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When he walks out and points to the kid, he goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I've been singing Shay's praises for like ten years now. I, yeah. I'm a, and I'm every a Shay time head. he's in something, yeah. I'm always like, "This is going to be his breakout role," and then it, it it's always just like a supporting part. He's incredible yeah. in that he's movie. One of those guys yeah. he'll be around for a long time. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yes. Yeah. He was one of the arresting officers of Arthur Fleck, right? He yeah, got, he, he was. Yeah, he, was. <laughs> he absolutely was. Put him away. Yeah, <laughs> tried to put she him. Done a better job. Me when I see Shea Wiggum in a movie in like 2020 or 2019, mm. where he's still just he's like, like sixth billing. Yeah, like, sixth what are you or doing? Seventh person down. I'm like, maybe hey, we hey. should be his agents. Get together and go. God. Look, you, guys, you need some hot representation. If we were entourage for Shea Wiggum. <laughs> My I would lord. love that. My lord, if that's became you know our lot in making life. Making me laugh so much, picturing how many people listening right now are Googling Shay Wiggum and being like, I don't so, even think I know that guy. So These Shea... semi-successful podcasters are going to hinge their fucking life on becoming this guy's agent and entourage. So, Shay obviously is the Vinny Chase. Yeah. We're going to have a chef, but this is someone's going to be. He's a Vinny Chase with three turtles surrounding him. <laughs> But dude, the, like the, the, rest the of entourage this cast, scales man. are just not tipping right. It's just, <laughs> he's like, "Where's hell, my man. chef?" Yeah, Jennifer Where's Coolidge. My f- yeah, Jennifer Coolidge. That was a shock. Yes. Yeah, I she really comes to like see her not do a past the midway point. And yeah, you're like, yeah, and it's hard to. She's a great dramatic actor. It turns she's out great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eva Mendes always great. Always just great. firing like, on all too fast, too furious cylinders. Yes, exactly. V8 Fully nosed up. Nosed up yeah. to the nines. And then there's fucking like one scene with Michael Shannon. Yeah. Insane. And, and he plays like, like a weird gawky guy. He's yeah. usually so menacing and yeah. fright frightening. It truly is a bro movie. Like to look at this cast and it's got Chucky, the fucking voice of Chucky in mm-hmm. it. And yeah. Exhibit Worm is a bad guy. Michael Shannon is a bit part. You're like, yeah, this is for boys. Yeah. Eva Mendes is the Eva girl. Mendes Stifler's is... mom's in it. Yeah. This is a movie for bros. This was cast by us as um, Shay Wiggum's agent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. can we get to work with Shay on this project? <laughs> this is a Shay Wiggum vehicle, but yeah. he's playing a supporting role. Who can we get to work with yeah. Shay? Shay's scenes, though, seriously. And for a guy who claims his dad's like the governor of a state, mm. he dresses like shit, which yeah. I love. He has like a dirty polo shirt and a goatee. I and can't he's like, tell you how happy I am that Shay Wiggum has come up in this. Yeah. I oh, he's my favorite thing Wiggum. about them. Like besides Nick's performance, he, Shay Wiggum scenes are just like, 
they're so weird. Yes. They're so strange. He's so <laughs> odd in it. I think he was, some of the Novo shamanism was rubbing off on him. Mm. So Let's, what it is, the, Nick would, he read about, sh- he got really into shamanism. I actually have a comic he wrote with his son. About shamanism. shamanism. I'm more about Shay Wiggumism. <laughs> Shaman, which is what I think. It's Novo shamanism. Yeah. And he's taken, so Nick would sew into his clothes, like his um, costumes old trinkets like centuries what years the old hell? Egyptian trinkets mm. like shit that he would steal from National Treasure esque and put in and he thinks that like the vibrations of the like sacred mm. stuff would like channel into his performance right. so he was like he would adorn himself and surround himself with like ancient trinkets because he was like there's a lot of that juju in juju. there and I'm, and I'm just feeling it and I've it, never and heard him sing. say juju but I can imagine Nick Cage saying juju oh, he's got, he's got oh, the mouth juju. for it <laughs> oh juju but yeah, I think the shamanism sort of was throws it away. I think oh, it was leaking in every scene. I think yeah. like that maybe there was some poor tailoring or something. But everyone's yeah. getting hit with those vibrations because everyone is on one in this. Yes, no one is like just and, bad and, or and no shit. one's giving a performance that I've seen them give before either. Yeah, yeah. Like these are all actors that I followed. Okay, Shea Wiggum style. I Shea follow Wiggum them as exhibit. an entourage member. Shea Wiggum and Exhibit, the only two actors I've ever followed the careers of. So Actually, <laughs> has he been acted before? Uh, yeah, Pit My Ride, dude. Yeah, you saying Hosey's not acting, not acting, dude? Come on, he's playing a persona. Oh man, he's sensei. Anyway, I don't even want to get caught up in the. He's in thing. Eight Mile, Triple X, State yeah. of the Union. He's in Hoodwinked. That's a voice vocal. He's performance. He's also in the Up and Smoke to a DVD. Which... <laughs> oh, I know that. Oh which... my god, I, there's one that I remember derailed with one of my heroes, uh, Jennifer Aniston, and another one of my heroes, Clive Owen, the star of GQ magazine. He was also in the 2008 <laughs> soft reboot, uh, the X Files. I want to believe film as an agent, I believe. Wow. Oh yes. yeah, the X to the Z. He Z-files. plays agent <laughs> agent Mosley Drummy. <laughs> Come on, Drummy dude, Drummy. <laughs> Dude, that I don't rules. know about that. Yeah, but no one. I, I think if, no. I've seen all these actors do so much stuff, and I've never seen any of them give a performance like this. Yeah. Like Eva Mendes is wow. doing something very different. The way that she's using her her status in this to like change Nicolas Cage, I think, is brilliant. Jennifer Coolidge. One she of loves him. She has funniest... a photo of him getting his little medal. You know, yes. <laughs> she truly loves him. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, one of the f- probably five funniest people on planet Earth. Mm. After, after John Shea Lovitz, Wiggum, Shay Wiggum, <laughs> and us. That's it. after the entourage. <laughs> yeah. She's she's first. Exactly. She's she's number one. Then Lovitz. Then us, then yeah. Shay Wiggum. We're teaching him how to be funny. Yeah. That's the main thing. We're saying, look at the greats. Exactly. Jennifer Coolidge. We're teaching him Coolidge 101. And Coolidge is so heartbreaking in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, scene yeah. they share on the oh. couch when they both realize, oh, we're the same. We're both mm. like... Oh, my God. We're family. When he realizes he has family in that yes. scene and then like sits on the couch and yeah. He's like a freaking Lilo in Lilo and Stitch realizing he's got family in this movie. You know what? uh, To compare it to Bad Lieutenant, Mm -hmm. the original, there's no moment like that in Bad Lieutenant. There's a moment in in Bad Lieutenant where he wakes up hungover and his daughters are playing on the ground in front of him and he's just Mm. like disgusted at the sight of them. (laughs) He's like, come on, come on. Yeah. Fuck off! Come on! Fuck off! Disgusting behavior. Like he hates. He hates yeah. having family. Well, he's the bad lieutenant. He's, he's the, the bad, bad lieutenant. But this weird lieutenant, he is. He's excited that he has family. There are a lot of disarming happy. moments, mm. which I know weren't in the original screenplay. Obviously, we we'll get into the lizard talk later. But like him with the poem and the fish, and like mm. the aquarium at the mm. end. I know all these things that weren't added later, and like the spoon and stuff. Like there's all these weird glimmers of like. 
lost scenes or mm. they feel like they could yeah, almost be deleted scenes. It was him saying like, it was like, he's like when I was a kid that he found a spoon. <laughs> yeah. I thought and it was I pirate thought it was treasure. True silver. That's right. yeah. I tried to sew it into my outfit to get vibrations <laughs> from it as a child. And then like, yeah, there's these little weird glimmer scenes which could seem like deleted scenes because they seem mm. quite out of place. But mm. I do like that they're just kind of ram shackled and like put in, slotted in otherwise oh, like I what would be a procedural crime. Like the little fish... Uh, I guess it's sort of a through line or sort of well, like yeah, a the theme. aquarium's the final scene. Yeah, I guess it is a theme. Like mm. I think that is way nicer and more that's gonna stick with me more yeah. than scene of Nick Cage getting jacked off by a girl next to a car. No, he's fucking her. Oh awesome. Well <laughs> yeah. then now I'll remember it. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, now I love remember. fucking That's yeah. a new position. Fucking yeah. is exciting. I love that new position where her legs are closed and so are his. His <laughs> penis is above her <laughs> yeah. belly button. Yeah, so I don't know how some. it's happening, but I think he has awesome. an elongated penis with some sort of like twists and turns in it. He's Maybe using trinkets and stuff. It's all yeah. trinkets. Weird penis. Should yeah. be the name of this movie. <laughs> Weird lieutenant with a bad penis. <laughs> yeah, those scenes are. I, it's I unconventional, but it gets the job done. Like, is that the was line. the most gratuitous moment in this movie for mm. me, and that felt like the most harkening back to the original. Yeah, there's a scene in the original where the bad lieutenant, the titular bad lieutenant, um, pulls two girls over and like jerks off at their car window instead of giving them yeah. a ticket. Um, so this way, he's pleasuring a, a woman, like which is kind of nicer. True, but also she's being, you know, he's holding a gun and she's... No, holding the gun at the boyfriend Yeah, while but he's he still holding a gun and she's... Jeez, oh, he just happened to have a gun on him. If he had a banana in his <laughs> pocket, Angus, he'd probably be holding pleasured. that. Angus, just say ACAB, dude. Just A-cab. say... There you go. He's way to, to deal with See, I don't see him as a cop. I see him as a lieutenant. Mm. And that's true, yeah. He's a and he's weird. No, yeah, that seems like... It is hard to watch, but it is just funny because of, like, Cage's performance. It kind of makes it less uneasy to watch and more mm. bizarre. It's I outrageous. Yeah. When he's, like... He's like what he must think is like a sexy voice when he's like, "Oh, oh imagine if you, oh. imagine if your parents saw you right now." Yeah. It just sounds like Elvis getting his dick sucked. Oh, you get in trouble. You get in trouble as a little girl. Oh, you molested. Yeah, <laughs> you molested. So strange. It is it's, crazy. It's his performance which makes me not feel uneasy. I just feel confused. I didn't feel like scared watching it. Mm. I was more like, "Well, what a psychotic performance!" But yeah. also this scene. Is pushing it It was Yeah It's It really is the hardest it. to watch scene In the film I think Yeah yeah But then it's like On the counter You have those smaller scenes But then you have like The breakdancing soul mm, And like yeah. Just Crocodiles And uh, iguanas Ooh, uh, We'll take a break And we're going to come back And talk about more Of the stranger Surreal elements Of this movie So The lizards in this movie I mean, what am I supposed to take away from that? You're the expert, Angus. What's going on? I, you know, um, I, I, I remember from my research ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I Hog sees this as like a very funny movie, and to mm. him, he's, he was just like, "It's funny." That's literally, he's just like, it's funny and ridiculous. And straight back, I, I wrote some quotes down. I was uh, watching a few interviews on the Blu-ray with him, um, and he, what's the word? He. He says anytime he did that, he would call it turning the pig loose when Cage would get really crazy and he wanted to show that by just making the movie funny and strange. And he just wanted people to laugh in the cinema. So I laughed watching So he shot it too. He was the cinematographer for those scenes. Oh, really? He came up with the scenes like they weren't in the script and he's like, I just want some iguanas here just to show the madness of this movie. (laughs) And then we'd have like a two-minute (laughs) close-up on a fisheye lens of like an iguana's head (laughs) while Nick Cage is staring at it. And it's just like those things. I remember seeing that and I was like quite an impressionable 23-year-old. 
and just being like, oh, this is the best movie ever. Like, it's strange. It wasn't my first Werner, but it might be my first fiction Werner. Yeah. And I was just like, this is fucked up. This is very weird. And and I remember showing it to friends and most of them not getting it and just being like, oh, you just really, it worked for me what he set out to Mm. do. But I think it just highlights the weirdness. Yeah, and also, like, he loves doing that shit. What that was supposed to mean, because it happens twice where the camera, the cinematography becomes this bizarre little low-angle fisheye lens that's right up in the faces of mm. reptiles. It feels grainier, more yeah. digitally in the grain. It feels like, like one of his documentaries. GoPro or something. Yeah, it feels like yeah. GoPro footage. It's, uh, one time it happens when he, uh, when the weird lieutenant <laughs> visits the scene <laughs> the of... The bad a, lieutenant. He visits uh, the bad... He visits, he visits a bad lieutenant oh, yeah. on a... Is it the... I think they're staking out, and he's like, "What are these iguanas doing?" Yeah, on this coffee so table? it happens there where there's these two iguanas and the camera. Hang on, comes so who's down bad lieutenant? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Okay, can we call? Okay, Harvey Cartel is bad lieutenant. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Nicholas Cage is wee lieutenant. Wee lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. And can we call him Val Lieutenant? Yeah, okay, Val course. Lieutenant. Uh, okay. what, a, what an oversight. Sorry, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Just, and Shay's character, confused. despite not being attached to the force, is Shay Lieutenant. Shay Lieutenant. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. when, when Wee Lieutenant visits <laughs> Val Lieutenant, there's two iguanas on the table and the yeah. camera keeps coming down into their faces. And like a classic like song a plays, time. a soul song plays. Yeah, while some song plays. And it's I guess it's I guess it's supposed <laughs> to say, look... Even the weirdness of this fucking place is impacting the animals, like the fucking creatures. Well, they're not there. Hero. It's an apparition. It's in his head. No one can see it. He's but like, then, everyone's like, there's nothing there. And he's tell like, tell me later <laughs> when uh, Weird Lieutenant visits um, Hat Lieutenant on the highway. Yeah. Um, and there's a dead hot lieutenant. Girl lieutenant. Hot lieutenant is there too. Yeah. Um, and Bulk then, lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. Bulk lieutenant. Yeah. There's a there's a dead crocodile alligator on the highway, and then the camera goes over to like a little baby alligator watching. I see it. that, that just, happening too. Or I no? think that's happening. I think that's just Werner being on one. Okay. I think he's just like. So I there's think, no. I think it's, the, with it's the filmmaker moments. in him coming out, the documentarian. He has he's like, voiced Give me the camera. His detest for nature many times, Werner Herzog. Or he's like fear of nature and his fear of like these living. I know he creatures. hates chickens. He speaks about their idiocy a lot mm. and how <laughs> he hates chickens. I think that there's something. <laughs> Have in you heard that? him speak on chickens? No. It's, it's a great clip. The if you find it, yeah, he's chickens. Just, he thinks they're stupid creatures <laughs> and he has no time for them. Is there something in that him exploring this in like the documentary way? Yeah. Like the, even though this whole movie, even well, though this, this whole movie, Katrina, which on, I think like the yeah. impact of Katrina is like very US, but it was such a like devastating. Still, like, I was there two years ago, mm. and it still looks like it doesn't yeah. have film. Like, everything's mm. broken. Nothing's built. Yeah. It's pretty sad. It's really depressing. And I just see it's, like, it's that to him is New Orleans. Like, there are... Yes. It is, like, there is primeval animals walking around, mm. and, you know, they are roadkill now. I don't yeah. know. I see it as just some weird Werner Herzog statement on post-Katrina um, America. Right. That's how okay. I kind of see it. Like the snake at the start is like, mm. yeah. you know, the corruption and the police force yeah. and his duality of man, uh, yeah. shit like that. Like he is a very obvious documentarian. Remember in Cave of Forgotten Dreams, he mm. just cuts to the last 10 minutes as like a, um, it goes to like an alligator farm where they're yeah. all albino. It has absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the yeah. film. But I think he's obsessed with like, Alligators, I think I he's guess. afraid of afraid of creatures. I think he's confused as well, and he, by really? maybe by filming yeah. them, he thinks he might understand more. I think so. And also, he got up close. He's he. I was, right I was reading an faces. interview. He was the cinematographer for all yeah. the animal scenes. He's wow. like, I need to get that. Maybe it was just part of him getting over a fear of animals. Yeah, I don't confronting know. it. <laughs> I, see I think it, it's yeah, more like an existential fear rather than like. It, 
it's going to snap my dick off. <laughs> it's more like... It's going to oh, suck my dick and then accidentally bite it. <laughs> Which is always my fear of the crocodiles. Yeah, exactly. Can't trust those crocs or alligators. And then there's another one. Uh, the other iguana is when the, the soul dancing scene. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's when, right. Uh, which is a throwback to an earlier Werner film where he has... I think it's a shot of a chicken and the same song's playing and mm. he says it's souls dancing and it's kind of him remixing like an older scene from one of his like I think it's a documentary as well oh wow and the same song plays but instead it's like a break dancer yeah and they're just fast zoom on Nick's like face looking like he's about to bust a nut yeah he's seen the most beautiful dance it's in such an insane scene that character that has a soul (laughs) dance as well I'm not familiar with that actor but I was like there's a Chris Penness about him I thought yeah there's (laughs) there's certainly a Chris Penness about this guy (laughs) and like Chris Penness is what I Chris Penness is what I've called my little tracksuit a ding dong but well, um, similar fashion you know exactly. he's very relaxed around uh, and he reminded me so much of my dear friend Cameron James because he said two of Cam's favorite words he described he called a penis a schwanz which is <laughs> a classic yeah. he did classic. as I, know, I saw that, that I was like oh Cameron's word yeah. and then in the next was that time, when he was talking about that his boys didn't get their yeah schwanzes. he's like they, they didn't get their schwanzes soon attended to <laughs> yeah and then the next thing that he said he goes he which talked, is funny to think those guys described, didn't bust up after then, like they've been walking around with blue balls, with like holding semi machine guns, just with aching nuts. Hey, they're loaded in the guns and they're loaded in the nads. Okay, Please, so boss, can I bust the nut? <laughs> no, sir. You got to hold your schwanz in. I find that funny that men in their forties are complaining about not nutting, and they're like. Okay, I'll go speak to Exhibit about it. <laughs> I, I go it's home so to my strange. wife. How am I going to get rid of it? I'm not going. What am I going to try and fuck my wife? I don't think so. Maybe they're just like. Never seen Raymond. That'll tell you what marriage life is like. Okay, <laughs> I can't even find a minute's piece to go to the laundry and bust one nut over there. Okay. The yeah. other thing that he said, he described someone's face as a punum. He did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Is that when he? That's a camera James. Is that when he's in Exhibit's? Uh, yeah, I think so. He called someone. He described the face as a punum. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> I was like, this guy's care. This guy's care. <laughs> Again, has two scenes about. in the film. Yeah, true. That was that's everyone nice. has. Yeah, mm. it's like a coin flip. Oh, Another man. thing I liked about this movie is like in kind of like the lineage of history and cinema is that it does something that a lot of noir inspired films don't do contemporaneously to this in that it has like this really convoluted plot that is yeah. almost impossible and it's not about the plot is it you watch yeah. it and you're just kind of yeah. like it's about the f- it's the feeling it's, it's the vibe, the vibe. It. Yeah. yes mm-hmm. it's the vibe it's the feeling because mm. it is convoluted even watching it you're like oh wait so hang on who's killed who it's like yes. purposefully like very difficult yeah purposely unnecessarily complex for what this movie's trying to do but what is doing in doing so it's all about you in absorbing the other things apart from the plot by having it being so confusing it's about you absorbing Nicolas Cage's drug problems about you absorbing his like dad's alcohol problem his stepmom's alcohol problem like all of that's about absorbing all of that the problems of like post Katrina uh, New Orleans everything like the I can't imagine this movie shit all of that is like exactly what you're allowed to take in because the plot is totally incomprehensible. I, I, when you just said New Orleans, you just reminded me, I can't imagine this movie being set anywhere else. Yeah. Well, they'd have to change the name. Well, that's what I mean. The posters are made. Yeah. Like, fuck, could you imagine the recall you on that? You can change it straight away. This shit. It's so hard to imagine because they've really told you where it's set. Yeah, yeah. I think the opening thing says post-Katrina. <laughs> it does, yeah. yeah. It's, 
They would really have to spend a bit to change that, I think. I know. Uh, the amount of money they'd be spending in post to go back and like digitally change God. those letters. To, or if from, it's like, too late. New to Orleans to like New... Um, fuck. Jersey. Jersey or something, yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah, Port sure. Port New Hampshire. New England, yeah. Yeah, because... Okay. And like, what if it's too late digital? It? They go to fucking print off stickers. That's probably more expensive. Yeah. yeah. And get some little schmeckle guy to come around and chuck the stickers <laughs> on everything. Imagine having an original Port of Call New Orleans poster. Oh, oh my God. God. Put that up in the boardroom. Like room. the yeah, uh, Revenge of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we need to discuss now what we think of Nick Cage's performance mm, in this. Cause sure. We, we've sort of talked about everything else. Yeah. What do we feel about the big man in this? I, I got to tell you, from the two clips that I had seen, one was... Him holding a gun on two elderly women and saying, "You fucks, you fucks, I hate you both. I'm you can't kill you right like, now." He calls them a cunt, you and then he's like, "You're the, you're what's wrong with this right country." Yeah. And the other one was him smoking crystal meth with the exhibit and laughing crazily in his face. Mm. I was expecting the whole movie to be that, right? They're the two main outbursts from this movie. Mm. Yeah, for the most part, and I'd the say, car park one as well. Yeah, there's that too. I'd say it was a pretty like. Controlled performance mm. from him. I think he's always in control to a degree, absolutely. But I think, yeah, I think he's like, there's a lot of balance, you know, for all those operatic screaming moments. There's a mm. lot of nuanced, like, small windows into his, like, actual life. Mm. And there are weird moments where you're like, oh, he does care. He actually cares about that kid to a degree. Yeah. Mm. He cares about the dog, even though he says, I don't care about the dog. Yeah. Like, I think there are things that he, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, man, duality of man, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. I think what I found really impressive about his performance here or exciting about it is that he begins as, like, channeling this kind of asshole fucking Gary Expensive Sinise. underwear. Yeah. $50. Yeah. Wait, can we talk about his voice yeah. for one minute? Did you guys notice shots. his accent change? strange going yeah. on. He sounds like like Woody Woodpecker in some scenes. Yeah. <laughs> or like a, like a James Cagney-esque. Yeah, I couldn't quite nail down what he was doing what he was with his doing. voice there, but it, it was something. I remember wasn't in, his normal voice. Totally. and Because he used his normal voice for bulk of the film. Mm. But then mm. in some scenes, I remember when he's getting grilled by the like... The bulk of the film was Feruza, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So don't get that confused. <laughs> Feruza bulk of the film. <laughs> don't get it twisted, bulk dude. Of the film. There's a bulk of the film, it's Feruza. Um, but there's that scene where he's getting grilled by the two like cop cops, I guess. Mm. The bad, bad lieutenants. Mm. And he's got this like Cagney-esque voice. He's like... I don't know what you're talking about. And I was just like, he's yeah. not used that voice yeah. in any other scenes, which I think it was completely on purpose. And in scenes where he starts losing it, he mm. puts on that voice. It's such a weird choice. And it's not like me, myself and Irene-esque <laughs> change of character, <laughs> but it's like a slight, <laughs> you know, it's a two or a three on the yeah, like, chat character change. Does change. Maybe it's just the repeat viewings I've had, but mm. you pick up on it more and more. He will, in some scenes, have like a 1920s wise guy yeah. voice. It's so weird. I think that I don't change know is something I found like really exciting about this because like he begins this movie almost like a caricature of like a TV asshole cop, like a David mm. Caruso, my CSI Miami type thing, or Gary Sinise, yeah, CSI New York. Like, yeah, show me those dirty pictures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. I think it's very yeah, much like yeah. a TV performance yeah. that he's channeling, not a movie performance. And then to see that evolve almost like if I'm trying to like put my lens on it, it's like him evolving from like how a TV cop is not real in any way mm. and then putting him through these situations is making it like the this commentary on like these are not real cops, these aren't real people, and then like they have to grapple with like these real world 
problems like drugs and stuff like that and crime and corruption it transforms that tv character cop into like this weird mix of stuff like woody woodpecker like a nosferatu mm. where he's becoming hunched over because he's got this back problem that keeps getting yeah, worse you're the right film he has goes the physical on. ailment which like affects his voice the yeah. way he walks like even yeah when you see him shuffle around when he's about to you know, and he's like salvers hard mm. drugs. And so yes. when you see him just before he gets that hit, he's like crippled over. Totally Nosferatu esque. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's like it's, it's so, making yeah. this commentary like that, like this is not this this real person. This is what happens when a TV character gets like real person problems. They just transform to like this who mm. framed Roger Rabbit getting the dip kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Is what yeah. it feels like. I got to tell you, the moment uh, at the start of the movie where it's almost like the the inciting incident of this mm. movie is him getting the results from his doctor that he's going to have severe back pain forever. That's such a boring leaping off point for a Mm. movie, but also one that as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to ruin this fucking guy's life. Mm. Like all I could think about was, God, I'd hate that. Yeah, if, and then if I, I think got then a news from a doctor that my back would be in pain forever, I'd also probably become a bad lieutenant. And then I yeah. think we see his first outburst. Or at least weird. Yeah. Not soon after, which is in The Chemist, which is kind of like... Oh, yeah. But it could also be in like a Curb episode when he's mm, like totally. getting angry at someone on the phone. <laughs> like, a lot of this oh. is basically Curb enthusiasm. Man, yeah. So much of it is. Yeah, true. Yeah. Seriously. And it's he's just so, like... That's so true. Uh, she's, I think that actually happens on Curb. Yeah, there's a yeah. season where he's at the chemist and he like goes back and gets stuff. Or, but yeah, he just like yells at her and then t- shows his. And he's the only guy that walks around with his gum like where his dicks are. Yeah. So which can, and I think that's very on purpose. Yeah, like, sure. Because he has to hand his gun in when this... he's like stripped of his manhood. And doesn't yeah. he say um, a man without a gun yeah. is not a man? Yeah, yeah, it's like a man a without a schwanz. That's what yeah. we have up in Shay's um, bedroom in the yeah. back of the entourage yeah. <laughs> mansion. And there's we all live so at. many beats of like that curb your enthusiasm beat. Of like that strange comedy where like he gets demoted to being the guy that works like the evidence locker. Yeah, and he's hiding, figuring out where to hide. Yeah, figuring out where to hide. (laughs) And then when someone brings like, what do you got there? It's like a a Coke bag of coke and a gun it's like how much you reckon nine grams he's like okay the weight the the machine that weighs it doesn't work right now so you have to come back later and find out how much is in there it's so stupid <laughs> and it's like it's so funny like to like they there's no way they have they don't know what's about to happen <laughs> this guy that's hunched over and leering at them also he's the only guy who dresses like that in the entire force I yeah. yeah he wears like the dwight suit like compared to <laughs> yeah, has, like cream Foul cream beige, cream cream beige yeah. suit. Like, he just looks off the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> and, like, honestly... He's like the Dwight if this was The Office. Absolutely. Sure. He basically he's got has... got bad hair. He's got he's Dwight a hair. He's got Dwight <laughs> he's, hair. It's basically Dwight. It's like, honestly, with the hair is such a factor for this character because it's, like, just so <laughs> perplexing and unimaginable because also it's not a natural colour either. No. There's, like, bits of auburn Is in that there. with a gym? It's, it's, Is he the gym? Val Kilmer oh, Val yeah, Kilmer's Val doing pranks gym, on him sure. yeah. you know what the scene that I love and I forgot and, when, until I was watching last night is that and it's just played for laughs is when within the span of two minutes his wrongs are all righted by every character coming mm. up it's like a play like they walk into his desk and they're like <laughs> yeah. good news this just happened and yeah. it's just like I was like oh, is this yeah. taxi driver right. post like shootout sequence <laughs> sure. where it's like oh we're in this guy's fucking imagination that's yeah. what right I was now. thinking too Brad Dourif just... comes over and goes oh your debts are paid off yeah mm. and then Shay comes in and he's like hey my dad's forgotten about the yeah. thing and then yeah. the boss literally his head slides into frame and yeah. says good news <laughs> we caught the guy and it's just it's so funny because <laughs> yeah. this whole movie he's been like riddled 
in yeah. fear and pain of these people. And then because of his like madness, he's corrected all of it. Like they kind yeah. of, you know, he sets up the guy with the crack pipe or places him there. Mm. And it's just like, he wins bizarrely enough. It's, and oh. it's kind of like a weird, happy ending. It's, it's strange because it feels so surreal and so out there. And so like, not exactly in tone with the rest of the movie in that it's cheery, that it does feel like that, like his dream sequence. But I think that's part of the commentary is like, this is, this is like the reality is like that. Yeah. Cops are bad and they do bad shit and then they are all that we have. So they still get results. Mm. There's an interesting line where I remember he says, which makes you think like it's parts of it. Maybe with Werner's revisions was tapping into Mm. like the post Katrina stuff. Yeah. He says that line to exhibit where he's like mentions about like black people dying Mm. and then exhibits like, well, don't you care? about like the, the kid, the family that was mm. slain. And he's like, look at you. Now look at me. Do I look like I should care? Or something like that. He makes mm. like a race comment. Yeah. But he's, I think, I, I, or maybe he was just like, no, I, I look yeah. fucking crazy. But there's, that line always stuck with me. He's like, look at me. Do I look like I should care yeah. about my family? I think it's Or just like, this is New Orleans where this happens daily. And I'm, yeah. uh, I'm white and safe. I think that's interesting in that this movie does so, like it does so much in that final act to like, have that feeling that this character is being redeemed or that, yeah. the, that but you know that it's not like it's like I think it's it, well it almost ends on like, that false ending where you see everyone sober and pregnant and yeah. happy but then it cut the movie could have ended there and I would have been disappointed but mm. then when you have that like coda of him in a hotel room cutting up drugs and you're like yeah. oh man he's, he's back, back to, to his, his old ways and then he meets the uh, guy Shanders. yeah the guy that he saved at the start mm. which is such a you forget and you're like, oh, it's so... I think that's a great ending. It's, yeah, it's a great it's a ending. ending. Where like this guy that who's like, I can't believe I'm getting to see this guy that saved my life and was a fucking asshole the whole time. Mm. And he like reveres him as like this savior. And like, yeah, he's like, finally... I'm clean, I'm off drugs. You, yeah. You, you saved me as a person. And then Wait, it's the scene before that it cuts to like, him in the car doing it to another couple. Yeah, yeah. See, I thought it was going to end there and I would have hated that. I yeah. thought that would have been like a real shit ending. Too mm. dark. Just like, what was the point? Yeah. Or maybe th- that is the point. It's like, you know, mm. you can still be a cunt after all of that shit. Yeah. Like, you, he is still the bad lieutenant. But then that extra scene with the guy, I'm like, that that solidifies it as like one of my favorite movies. Mm. I needed that. And just the song in the aquarium and mm. it ties in nicely to that fish scene. I think it's like it's such a quintessential like Werner Herzog ending. Do fish have dreams? And then he starts laughing and ends. <laughs> He's like, ha! Ha! Yeah. It's so, and it's like a minute silence. Oh, yeah. Just these two guys I sitting. Liked it. You yeah. just reminded me of one of my fave Cage moments in this movie. I think it's when he's talking to Michael Shannon for the first time. And just out of nowhere, in the middle of talking to him. <laughs> he starts yawning. Huge yawn. I loved that. <laughs> I didn't know. I also love that. What type of yawn? Is it because he's, he's pretending been to be bored of Michael Shannon? No, it's because he's been sleeping and Michael Shannon <laughs> wakes him up and he's like, Okay, He's in the crib. Listen, That's hey, right. Well, we're gonna go, 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 go. So yeah. just, like, just okay, yawn. Or are you listening to me? Yeah. Yeah. Just like yawns through a line. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It. I love so it. Some, funny. Some, he has some amazing lines. I love that bit where he's in the car with like Big Fade and his boys, mm. and then he keeps flipping the deal at the last minute. Yeah. 
But then he's like, says he's going to kill them all to the break of break of dawn and yeah. stuff, and <laughs> starts like hysterically laughing yeah. in their the faces. Funny was that he laughed every time he said uh, street name G. Yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> when he's like saying it. He to thinks the... it's so funny. Yeah, G. the guy's street name is G. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like why? Pretty, I... pretty like common. Street name, I I'd that. imagine. Yeah. I think that's great. Maybe yeah. that's it. It's too common. And I think it's lame. Street name G. <laughs> I think what's really fascinating about looking at these movies back to back is like, we laughed so much watching Bad Lieutenant and yeah. it is because it is provocative and it's but pushing the original. You. The original. Yeah, sure. I'm, when I talk about Bad Lieutenant, the original, I say Bad Lieutenant. If I'm talking about this movie, I say Weird Lieutenant Weird, okay, so we don't thanks. get confused. And Thank that, you. When, uh, that, like, because it is so provocative and it's pushing you to, <clears> I guess, find... Because you've got no choice to laugh because, like, how but how insane, how intense everything is. This one does it similar, but there's, like, a lightness to the tone yeah, of it all. it's pretty light. Which I think is... It's a score, even. like It's like yeah. American Beauty sometimes. Mm. It's such a weird score choice, but it works with the strangeness of yeah. the movie. I think I that's know. what makes it, like, kind of magnificent, this movie, is that it's all fucked up stuff and everyone is, like, pretty awful... Like every character's pretty awful in it, mm. but they all find a bit of redemption, and it's all about like this kind of this lightness of tone that is around it that makes it really fun mm. and entertaining in a way that is, I mean, on paper it's similar to the original Bad Lieutenant, but completely different in the execution of it sure. all. Sure, there's those moments of light. There's because you're not you're not laughing because you're being provoked by like how horrible everything is. It's just funny. You're laughing because it's funny. Like there's and an Nicholas iguana Cage is and funny. it's singing and there's yeah. a soul break dancing. There's the, one of my favorite scenes, and when you said Nosferatu, I just remembered it as when the scene that you saw before the film when the like uh, uh, social worker and the old mm. woman are in the room and they close the door and it's revealed he's been there for a while, but it's like. 9am and he's shaving hunched over yeah. it's just such an amazing entrance <laughs> yeah and he's, he's just, got his electric razor yeah and you're like how long have you been there shaving oh. in this woman's room in the corner it's such oh. an amazing and i can tell the shaving is probably something that like nick came up with yeah like absolutely. wouldn't it be good if i'm shaving myself for some reason <laughs> and then i like block her oxygen and call her a cunt oh, drying crazy. up the inheritance it's oh my god crazy. such an amazing like two minutes of acting I would say that this so is good. this mm. is a bit of a pinnacle for Nicholas. Yeah, I, I think it's so. my favorite film like yeah. of all time, which sounds dumb, but it, no. I think it's a movie I've watched more, and I think it's just excellently paced. Yeah. I never find it drags. Yes, every performance it has everything I like in films yeah. in it. It's funny. It's got like crocodiles in it. It's just <laughs> it's so good. It's got Shea Wiggum. It's got yeah. Shea Wiggum yeah, in our a, boy. I think his best performance. Yeah, mm. it has. I don't know. It's. I just think it's like. I don't, and I think people forget about it when they talk about Cage now. Yeah, like at the time, I remember it being. It won't it became a bit of a household name. Yeah, for a while I, it was pretty like a much big around this I'd tipping say. point because he had like Grizzly. He was known for his docos, yeah. obviously, uh, in the like late noughties and stuff. And then the stuff with like before that, obviously with Klaus Kinski. Yeah, like in the seventies, no one really heard from him. From, yeah, like, for a long time, like in a mainstream sense. But I just remember there was like a huge, um, like renaissance for Werner and Nick and mm. I think people forget about this film I think this well, is they like think about the original you're like I love him in Bad Lieutenant and I yeah. still have to explain to people like oh no this is not Harvey Keitel it's, yeah yeah we're talking about Nicholas and I think that Thickless Thickless oh Saint Nick this is like a turning point for him actually back towards let me do some real-time research I think I started a blog called Iguanas on my coffee table 
Oh my god! When this movie came this out, this is the Rosetta Stone of Angus Truscott. <laughs> I know it really is. We're seeing you unravel. It's like, oh yeah, actually, this sums up your entire sensibility to me in a weird way, where yeah. it's sort of like highbrow but also trash at the same time, and <laughs> ironic but sincere, goofy, but like yeah. heartfelt and yeah. mean. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the Joker, baby. You are, you dude. You're freaking twisted. Uh, Shay Wiggum, come arrest this fella. <laughs> But I think that um, find this. It was Blogspot. It was on Blogspot. Oh my god, we obsessive Blogspots. Yeah, we love Blogspots. We love Blogspot.coms. Yeah. <laughs> so there was this. This will timestamp it. I worked near the Hopeton Hotel, mm-hmm. and it was when it got shut down. And this it was kind of mean, but they had a um, campaign on the side like save the Hopeton. Yeah, man, I remember. Dot Blogspot, but oh, yeah. they'd accidentally written that. When their website was saved, the Hopeton Hotel dot blogspot. Oh goodness! Oh, so I registered man. that one and then just posted like series of Nicolas Cage photos. And I oh, think I remember like local press writing about it, being like, "Yeah, there's this thing, and it's just got oh. photos of Nicolas Cage." <laughs> oh god! Um, and I thought it was like very funny, and I kind of actually like that blogspot was never going to save the Hopeton. Yeah, but of course. At least people you can't some... save anything with a blogspot.com, Okay, <laughs> I found out the hard way. <laughs> Save the hopeton.blogspot.com. Here it is. Iguanas on my coffee table. Where December 2009 are like wow. the last post. Oh, wow. And it's just photos of Nicolas Cage that I found funny. It was like wow. very early internet humor, <laughs> wow. like pre, pre photo sharing. This really it. does. This is the Rosetta Stone yeah. for you, I'm afraid. I'm afraid yeah. that we've unlocked you. And I'm really people, afraid. People can probably find out your address just from listening to this episode. Yeah, dude. I'm afraid that you've <laughs> just been busted, dude. There it is. It's just like scenes from... Look at that from... Oh, there fuck, he is. November 15th, 2009. Him looking at iguanas. Wow. Like, I was obsessed with this film. Uh, Japanese commercials he was in. It's kind of... Go to this website. It's savethehopeton.blogspot.com. <laughs> and... This Hopeton's not saved. Yeah. No. It's still there. But still you might there. save Nothing your been own done with soul. It. Yeah, I did feel bad, and I don't now. So. Yeah, you should In a way, right. I was a bad yeah. lieutenant, and now I'm... Now you're just a weird lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> that's yeah, the arc I, that all of us can It really affected me. Exactly. I was really affected by that film. Hey, you know what, buddy? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You just got promoted to weird captain. <laughs> hey... <laughs> Well, I got this back back prop. And you know what? I actually broke my back too yeah. when I was younger. You yeah, I think I true. saw myself. You're <laughs> fucking weird, Captain. Man. Yeah, that's you, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my God, I didn't think I was represented in film before I saw <laughs> Bad Lieutenant. God, you may have watched the DVD, but you could have saved yourself some time just flipping around and look at that fucking <laughs> mirror on the other side, on dude. the freaking rainbow side of the disc. Dude. Yeah, save yourself some freaking time. It's the such a good movie. Did you guys rainbow, like brother? the movie? Loved it. I did really. Yeah. Liked it, How have yeah. you liked it in the pantheon? of Nicolas Cage uh, so far I think it's interesting because like we've looked at him in so many different forms and I think this one is out of the ones we've discussed my favourite Nicolas Cage really I'm going to put it on par with Gone in 60 Seconds for enjoyment mm-hmm. yeah like I enjoyed well, both that's the versatility of him you know? and yeah. all of these are valid Cage performances mm, yeah. Like that's his genius He's for sure yeah. He all these he's, he's such a good actor like, He's a wonderful actor But yeah. as we've gone on record with Didn't love him in City of Angels Which I, I still have haven't seen I have seen No he's just tremendously n- miscast Should have been Johnny Depp or someone Should have been seen Wings of Desire Freaking Shay Wiggum Clive Owen <laughs> Anyone from How good would that be? Yeah, I love Shay yeah. I think I first saw him in Besides this Boardwalk Empire was Yeah like, Boardwalk was that my was first my, interaction Yeah And then I, I've been Swayed by Shay Ever since I saw him Boardwalk Empire I sent that email I said let's <laughs> hang I got a conversation Shay the Hopeton start <laughs> I started a blog called Shay the Hopeton I said, but Did anyone drive you around? 
Drive your SUV around? Do you want someone <laughs> to buy sneakers laundry? in front of you? Because yeah. I'll do that in front of you. Can you please invest in my tequila company? <laughs> can please? I bang Meadow Soprano, please? Yeah, please. Can I bang Meadow? Do you have fucking Terrence Winter's number? Also, can I bang Ronda Rousey? <laughs> also? Can I glow up and also? bang everyone and become the hot one in the, by the time the movie comes out? Also, can I start a sandwich store in LA? Please? In real life? Can I? That's my real thing that I want to do. Say we about Shay, but... Bros before hoes. He yeah. always... 100%. 100% backs his own Lord Jerry Ferreira. Backs him. Yeah. He doesn't back Abel Ferreira. No, no, no. He backs Jerry Ferreira. Wow. And that is the end of Weird Lieutenant, Port of Call, Freaky, Freaky Friday, <laughs> New Hollywood. Yeah. Cameron, out of the two Bad Lieutenant movies... Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're going to revisit this one more likely than a bad lieutenant. I would say so, yeah. As soon as he gets home. Yeah, man. But on which one do you think car park was of- <laughs> Figure out how they're having sex. <laughs> yeah, that's I gotta do some freaking Just math. put on the director's commentary. Werner, throw me a bone, dude. Yeah. Like, throw what me is- a bone and tell me where he's throwing his bone. Because I can't <laughs> figure it out. Because she's like grinding him and he is noticeably taller than yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they aren't having sex. Maybe it's just mutual masturbation. I thought it was like eight mile style. Yeah, handjobs both ways. Brittany Murpho. Yeah, maybe that's what's going on. Yeah, Brittany Murphy Brown. Yeah, Murphy Brown. (laughs) Rest in peace. That's what they call it. Which one do you think had a more meaningful experience for you? Oh well, I think the message of the original is much clearer and stronger, Mm. and. uh, uh, like it's something that hit me and I think hit all of us when we were watching it, like the message of how mm. horrible the police are. But this one was a more enjoyable experience mm. to watch. And I think I got a lot more out of Nick Cage's performance in this than I did from... Yeah, I think the message film. is mm. if you have a cachet of like hard drugs and evidence, you could almost convince yourself to be a cop because you're so yeah. high yeah. that you can live with yourself. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's, that's the That's like the only way he can do his job, I guess, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. He's he's riddled with heroin. Oh, God, this poor yeah. dude. Yeah. Poor dude. Poor weird lieutenant. <laughs> poor I him. can't even remember his character's name, and it's my McDonough. favorite. Terrence. Terrence, Terrence McDonough. That's what I mean. What a terrible name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> G should be fucking laughing at his name. Does yeah, he eat in the movie? True. I'm trying to remember. I'm always interested when Nick eats on the screen. I think there's an mm. eating scene. He always <laughs> swallows things. I always yeah. think it's the same as when he eats the fucking... That fucking cockroach in uh, Vampire's, Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. He eats everything like that. It's not just yeah. like, oh, he's got a force. Every time he I've shoves seen him, he it down his mouth really fast <laughs> and then goes, yeah. and he like holds his head back just like, how do I got to use gravity to get it down my throat every time? <laughs> I love Vampire's Kiss. That's, yeah, a, that's, no, that, that's top I think tier. that's a classic. That's like top yeah. five cage for me. Yeah, I would say, sure. I would put that up there, my favorite. I think cage if that places. didn't come mm. out, there wouldn't be like American Psycho no or Patrick Bateman. Or American Rosso. American Psycho ripped it off. Or American, or American Dad. Yeah. yeah. Or American Horror mm, Story. Mm. God. Yeah. Or How to Make in America, the Entourage East Coast series. Yeah, God. I should have got Shay in that. He would have killed it. He would have been nice as a character. CEO character or something. Or just the lead and then just get the same fellas in there in New York this time. He's not really an LA guy. He, no. He, the, he can't imagine him in not regular that Irish. He's, he's pretty, he is, um, he, isn't he? He's Irish. He's yeah. Like, he can't, he's always going to be talking about Queens. Queens Boulevard. They are Queens Boulevard, those boys. That's the final line of Entourage is, no, we are Queens Boulevard. And Shay's 
final line in his sentence is <laughs> leaves the police station. <laughs> so what um would you guys recommend this movie? What would you say to people? I'd go go to savethehopeton.blogspot.com if you're yeah. not convinced. Go there yeah. first. Have a scroll. If you like what you see there. Have a look what the internet was like 12 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same. A bit more unfiltered. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... But you started internet culture. I was there when the flame was lit and I happened to be standing and noticed how... You lit your cigarette off it. Yeah, let's just say I wasn't wear- wearing any um, f- uh, flame retardant gear. Yeah, you got, you definitely got. Burned. You encouraged yeah. it. Yeah, uh, you pissed yeah. on the flame. I heard, and it grew. That's Ghost Rider. Actually, Nicholas, there's a great scene if you guys haven't seen in Ghost mm. Rider two. Yeah, he pisses fire in it. Oh no! In full, yeah, it's really it's good. awesome. That's scary. It's by the crank directors. Yeah, it's like directors. an amazing film. Yeah, it's hectic. Yeah, so I'd also put that in top ten k. It's just yeah. He's, he, he's so versatile. He's he's like the Fast and Furious movies as a person. Yeah. He's really good at what he does, but they're also really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Would you recommend this one? Yeah, definitely. Would I'd you? say watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd recommend listening. it. I know you said you weren't a big Werner head. Has it now, has it made you go like, I would like to explore more of the Hogs film? Well, I think Werner, I do <laughs> Hogs like him. Werner Hogs, <laughs> <Werner>, Hogs <laughs> Breath <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> We're in a hog's breath. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now I do. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking watch everyone with a beautiful curly steak, fry. curly fries, and a fucking bagel. He, he would be transfixed on a, the, the notion of a curly fry, <laughs> yes. wouldn't he? Like it defying nature and yeah. it's, so it's you roundness. Get he would like, to curl. You I'd love to, get, to curl. see him speak about a curly yeah, fry. Yeah, I would love it. Just to soliloquize it. Sickens around me. <laughs> the curly fry. Madness reigns in the hog's breath kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would straight up recommend this one, and I and I do want to explore Werner. He's a huge blind spot for me as a mm. cinephile. I've seen his docs. I've seen the original uh, remake Doc of Nosferatu. They're always so clean. Yeah, he's got the cleanest docs Spotless. in town. Spotless. <laughs> I, 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 Regimented. I've, uh, I've never seen Fitzcarraldo. I've never seen any of his big ones apart from like Grizzly Man, Cave of Forgotten Dreams, yeah. Nosferatu. I think that's almost sure. It. Maybe Lo and Behold. I've seen that. Yeah, Lo and Behold's great. Yeah, they're all great. That's it. He's got a new movie on Mubi. It's good shit. He's got a movie on Mubi right now, so you can go check it he out. He shot the whole thing too. So the scenes look basically like the iguana scenes. Like they're extreme Hectic. close-ups. It's kind he of does not have a magnificent eye. I'll say that. <laughs> um, no, he doesn't in Jack Reacher where he, he's yeah. blind in one eye. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, the creature. Love I wonder, does he like have an agent who yeah. casts him? Or we just... shouldn't fucking get him on our roster. Yeah, like, how, how, how do, do people okay, go, we this should is sign it. him? We got Wickham, we got Feruza Bulk, we've got Werner Herzog. Yep. That's our roster. If you but want... only as an actor. Only yeah. as an actor. We, yeah. he's got, we, can, we, haven't got him, we haven't got him yet for filmmaking. Yeah. But it's, if you want any of these cunnies in your film, <laughs> contact us. You come through us. Don't yeah. go direct to them. Go to savethehopeton.blogspot.com. <laughs> there's a message board. There's a sorry guest book on there. Yes. Leave Mention your real number. You yeah. mm-hmm. There's a pretty good spam filter, so you may need to leave it twice yes. because could get picked up the first time. Exactly. Let us know which actor you want, what the project is, send a script or whatever, mm. and we will get it into their hands. We'll fight tooth and nail to get in contact with them. I'd love to come. But we do rep them not? unofficially, but it's on the books now. Yeah. <laughs> Business is open. Yeah. PTY. PTY, LTD. Guys. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, brother. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Thanks. It's uh, been been a while since I sat in the, the cage saddle. It's been great uh, to have you back in Blu-ray Studios. But what's been great is you've made me get in touch 
with an old friend. Mm. Yeah. And it was just nice to watch this film again. I haven't yeah. seen it for a few years. And it made me go, man, he is really the best. Yeah, he truly he does. is. And have you guys seen like Mandy or any recent Cage stuff? Yeah, I've seen Mandy. I've seen Color Out of Space. How is that? I've been dying to see I that. think he's fabulous in it. You will love it. He does. There's a... A thing that he does in this where he modulates his voice as well. It's <laughs> yes. beautiful. He's so fucking and weird. I don't think I've ever talked to either of you guys about this, but in that movie, he does this thing where he... It's such a perfect, beautiful cageism where he, like... Well, he's talking and stuff, and he'll always talk about, like, how his dad would, like, you know, tr- give him bad lessons, and his dad was a fucking asshole. And he starts doing an impression of his dad in all of these, and becomes really unhinged. <laughs> and his da- the way he channels his father, he does a Trump impression. <laughs> He full on just does Trump impressions. Look out, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. It's really, really, it's a really, really fun performance. And it's a fun movie directed by, um, uh, what's his name? Shane Wigan. Oh, uh, Richard Stanley? Yeah, Richard Stanley. He's on the books as well. We we got him out? That's good. (laughs) Yeah, we got Richard Stanley. He's our filmmaker. You don't have to reprint the the posters. Get the little guy to cover up. (laughs) (laughs) It's because it said specifically does not represent Richard Stanley. And now we're going to have to cover up. Yeah, we have to cover up. Does not. Yeah, exactly. It's not that big a sticker. No, it's a tiny sticker. It's just black. We don't have to print anything out. You just put any sticker on there. Oh, great. Uh, Angus, you've got Hey Fam. Anything else that you want to give a little plug a rooney to apart from savethehopedown.blogspot.com? That's it. I've got a nice Werner Herzog book I brought around. I guess if you want to get in touch, leave a message yeah. on the guest book. And, people um, can borrow that. Yeah, people can borrow um, I can talk about it with... The, I, okay. I'll, I can read it to them over the phone. Okay. And yeah. it's, a, it's a photography book, so... Yeah, you can describe I mean, the yeah. No two readings are the same, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, it's nice, so... Yeah, no, that's it. I've, I've got... always said you haven't seen a picture until you've heard Angus describe it to you over the phone. <laughs> I'm like alt text now, yeah, now yeah. for uh, vision impaired people. I provide that service. <laughs> Thank you. That's um, so nice. But it's you. only for Werner Herzog photography yeah, books. from one specific mm. book. For one know. film. Sorry, yeah. all of one actor. Yeah, just one film, one actor. You can describe Look the shave gum headshots. I've got nothing to promote. If you see me in the street, just say hi. Say hi <laughs> to the fella. Just, yeah. uh, PayFam's also on Patreon.com. And no, Cam... I should be doing this. Yeah, you could. Oh, well, I'll, I'll give you the plug. I feel rude. Yeah. Uh, Cam, you got anything that you want to give a plug or any to? Um, yes, the Newcastle Comedy Festival is in uh, November now. I'm doing shows at, I think, the Happy Wombat there. You can get tickets online. I'm Will also you be doing hosting, No Nut uh, November. Am I doing No Nut? As I'm well? doing No Nut November, right. but I'm hoping to God that I finally busted on stage <laughs> at the Civic Theatre in Newcastle during <laughs> yes. this wow. time. What else have I got? Um, I uh, listen to Wise Cats if you haven't listened to Wise oh, Cats. Oh, yes, baby. And um, that's it. Oh, just be nice to each other. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Because it's fucking hard out that's there. That's radical. Guys. That's so nice yeah, of you to say yeah. that. Finally someone Using your platform? Yeah. That's yeah. so fucking cool. Treat each other like you'd wish that you could get treated. What? Yes. If you know what I mean. Man, Is that crazy everyone's human. Treat everyone huh. else like a human as if you would want to be treated if that way. If you were to, huh. to be treated nice, imagine mm-hmm. that, but then you treat people like that. So are you yeah. saying you're putting out where you want to be receiving? Um, I'm not putting out. I'm doing No Nut November. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saving it all the months leading up to it, okay? He's going to bust the biggest nut in the world. I thought it was No Nut till November. <laughs> and then November, all bets that are That was off. our black... <laughs> we, we, we stick at the poster the wrong way. <laughs> 
We're going to have to take off all the stickers. I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine, uh, Parish Mafatano. He has got a film called Bloodshot Heart, which I just watched. It's a wonderful debut feature film from a young filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is screening tonight, premiering at the Revelation Film Festival in Perth. But it is an online film festival now. So I put tickets to that in the show notes. The movie's called Bloodshot Heart. And Parrish and I went to film school together. He was the person that shot the original Finding Drago short film documentary. Wow. So big shout outs to him. And I would say the movie is a wonderful debut. I would say Echoes of Peter Strickland and Echoes of Brian De Palma. Do we represent this guy? Yes, we've got a Parish Malfitano on the books, yes. dude. He's one of my one of our guys. We're trying to push him to get a project with Shea Wiggerman for his bulk. Save the receipts. The we can claim <laughs> yes. everything we've bought during exactly. this recording. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, this yeah. is a paid sponsorship for the movie that we're trying to make with Parish and Feruza <laughs> and, and Nicholas. We're trying to get Nicholas on there. But it looks like it would Shazy's in. Yeah. Shay's in. Shay's in. Yeah. For sure. Shay Wiggum's in. Um, <laughs> is it even pronounced Shay? No idea. <laughs> never heard him. No idea. I've never seen like Shia. I've never like seen Shia Shia. I've only seen it in the credits. I've never seen him interviewed. No one's done the interview with Shay. <laughs> We're so close we don't call each other by our names. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. We're so informal around each other. We call him the Wigmaster. Yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld style. <laughs> Seinfeld style Wigmaster. What do you call him? <laughs> the Wigmaster. Seinfeld style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a friend of ours. Yeah, that's a friend of the show. He's on our books too. Yeah, he's on our books too. <laughs> this is the Holy most shit. I lucrative. Him. What's his name? Patrick. Patrick. Patrick Bristow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's on an ch- episode of Mike Check. Check out that episode of Mike Check. The only episode without Cameron where I interviewed the wig master from Seinfeld. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, God. And he's awesome. That's a hectic episode. <laughs> Sorry, Cam. He was really good. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I could have been there. 